Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 97 of Thyroid Nation Radio live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com and ThyroidHealing.yoga. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz and MendingMedicine.com. Today we are talking with a wonderful, wonderful guest, Beverly Meyer, about anxiety, GABA deficiencies, and thyroid health. It's going to be really exciting. I have lots of good questions personally, and um, I'm excited (laughs) to talk to her. But before we get started, I wanted to mention our April sponsor, Natural Remedy Store. Um, Celia, as we talked about last week on the show, is the owner. She's also known as the Golden Butterfly, and her and her husband have been um, in business and operating for 17 years in San Antonio, Texas. It is a brick-and-mortar store, and you can order the catalog online at naturalremedystore.com to see all their supplements and tinctures and teas or some fabulous teas we'll talk about later mm-hmm. on uh, that they have uh, developed. Can't wait to try them. You can also call 877-543-5501 to get your catalog. Okay, so here we go. Yes, it looks like she she... is with us. Yay! So let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm very well. Thank you so much. Uh, We're so excited to have you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is a southern accent. Where are you from? Uh, San Antonio, actually, born and bred. Oh, born and well. that's awesome. <laughs> well, you have quite the journey, quite the story to share, and we would love to hear about it. So, tell us how you got involved uh, with natural health, and um, and and tell us a little bit more about you, because I, I read your your bio, and it's pretty amazing. You have quite the journey. <laughs> Yes, uh well I'm 65 now, but I had I've had health problems all my life since I was little. And uh in the early 70s when the whole concept of alternative alternative medicine was really just being created, tofu was just coming out and acupuncture, you know, things were very different and very new. Uh, And that's when I saw my first uh, very unusual natural health holistic practitioner, and he helped me with the problem I was having at the time. And I thought, well, gosh, there are people out here that do things differently than other people, and I kind of like this this sort of a style. And so now here it is, many decades later, and I'm a consistent client in healthcare. Really, every week of my life, I'm doing something. Um, so I've been there and done that. I've diagnosed a celiac. I had complete adrenal failure, where it was really rather shocking. Um, some very severe times of Epstein-Barr virus. I had Graves' disease diagnosed at one point. They wanted to <clears throat> irradiate the thyroid, but uh, I said, let me treat that, and that's a little bit how I got into this whole GABA neurotransmitter thing. Uh, and then after many years and very successful career in big business, um, I've been written up in Entrepreneur and Money and Glamour and various magazines uh, for my business But back at that time. But anyway, it all was too much and it made me sick. So um, since the <laughs> early 80s, I've been focusing on my own health and then began practicing in the mid-80s. So now I have a, a huge blog and an amazing podcast and a wonderful online store and 
um, <clears throat> just doing um, anything I can to help others have a happier, healthier life, that we don't have to suffer and struggle so much. We just have to look look around us, tell the truth, and get to work. I love that. Look around us, tell the truth, and get to work. I can agree with that 110%. I was amazed. You are fairly educated, I mean, very educated, Duke University, and then uh, your master's from Emory, and you know, big business at 26. I was, I was like, my goodness. I'm surprised that you lasted as long as you did without crashing. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Well, I crashed more than once. That, that's, that's why I realize how important it is now to tell people, wake up, look around you. You're not doing well. <laughs> Let's get busy and turn this thing around before you really hit bottom. Well, do you mind, Dana, do you mind if we kind of focus a little bit? You know, we have uh, so many Graves listeners, uh, yeah. and unfortunately it, it doesn't get talked about as much as Hashimoto's and, uh, you know, not doing the RAI treatment. Can you elaborate a little bit more about that for us? Well, I want to back up a little bit because um, I don't think I ever really officially had Graves. I had some elevated uh thyroid antibodies my thyroid numbers were a little elevated it you know i fit the textbook picture of oh this is an early graves patient but when i looked at the numbers and you know kind of dug into that i said uh, no th- this is not a, a deadly autoimmune disease that i have fallen a hundred percent into this is something that I believe is anxiety due to what was going on in my life and the exhaustion <clears throat> and the chronic illnesses and so on. And, um, uh, you know, I remember being on the table where they were going to do a little needle biopsy on my thyroid, and uh, they hovered over me and said, oh, well, we can't, we can't find those nodules. And I said, okay, well, I'm out of here. And um, um, <clears throat> she said, well, we need to schedule you for the... Uh, the radioactive treatment, et cetera. And I said, no, I don't think so. I'm going to work on this with some stress management and acupuncture. And she looked at me and wagged her finger at me, and she said, you'll be back. <laughs> oh, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> but, um, you know, that was kind of it on endocrinologists for me. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm clearing my throat too much. But my my life was in an extremely stressful situation at that time with some uh, family problems and, you know, parents dying and the godchild dying. And, you know, there was some really bad things going on. And uh, as a person whose health had already crashed and I've always been a highly sensitive person, uh, it was all overwhelming. And when I look back now... Um, and realize is that I've been struggling with chronic anxiety my whole life. And it's one of my more popular blog posts is, is five clues you have chronic anxiety because I realized, well, I'm so smart, and I, it took me 35 years to figure out that, that I have anxiety. And, and as I look around with people, I, it really dawned on me that this way of that we are anxious and fearful now in life and and our anxiety and stress levels are nothing like how we evolved as humans to deal with and that <clears throat> this this drives the body to produce um, cortisol and thyroid hormone and cholesterol and glucose and all these markers shoot up 
under under stress, and and then we become depleted and crash. So I, I realized when I looked at my numbers, I said, well, yeah, these are not good, but they're not that bad. And and that's when I realized that um, that this had more to do with with my life than it did with my thyroid. And um, so that's that's kind of a little intro there. And that's how then I found out about the neurotransmitter GABA, which I call the forgotten neurotransmitter. And I've been writing and podcasting a lot about that ever since in one form or another because no one ever talks about it, nobody writes about it, and the doctors don't even know what it is. So um, we can talk a little more about that. But that was my experience with Graves. And, and, you know, and sure enough, within six months of doing whatever I did with herbs like Melissa, which have some research on it for hyperthyroidism and uh, plenty of acupuncture to stabilize my system, and you know, backing off of work, handling some of you know other stressful issues, um, and just trying to settle down a little bit and regroup, and uh, and then ran the numbers again, and they definitely had come down. And I do check them once a year now, every two years, and they've never been elevated again. So um, I think, if you wow. will, I would have called that stress. Oh, for sure, and the Epstein Barr in that in that whole mm-hmm. ballgame too was that was that in the same proximity as that? Uh... Um, that had happened a little bit before the Epstein Barr followed a, a had a very bad concussion falling off a horse, and um, and it was after oh, that that I got the, the really severe Epstein Barr virus. I was hospitalized three times for that. Um, and then it was after that that I that the adrenals crashed, and I've now studied that and understand that Epstein-Barr virus is one of the reasons why adrenals can crash, is that that virus infects them. Um, and so I was able to treat and pull myself out of that, and I never did take prescription cortisone um, or things, which I was told in no uncertain term by several doctors that I needed to be on immediately and for the rest of my life because I had no adrenal function. Um, but I managed to pull that out too without medication. So things can be done. And, you know, one of my mottos is is that I have several, but um, uh, is that the body wants to get well. And and I mean that in a literal, cellular, biologically driven truth that every living cell of every living thing, the trees, the grass, the squirrels, whatever, all, every cell of anything living is programmed to live, not to die. So it's all on our side. We just need to figure out what the heck are we doing that's that's blocking this stuff from taking care of itself and what can we do to help it take care of itself I couldn't agree more and you know mm-hmm. raising awareness is what we're all about here you know at Thyroid Nation and that's why we're doing Thyroid Nation radio and appreciate um guests like you I want to ask and if you don't mind if we step back just a teeny tiny bit you were talking about Epstein-Barr virus and then your adrenals crashing and things. And I would like to just, we talk about Epstein-Barr all the time and we just refer to it um, on all the shows, but will you talk <laughs> a little bit about what Epstein-Barr is and some symptoms and things? Do you mind? And what all it can do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
it's um, Epstein Barr virus is uh, is a member of the of the herpes the larger herpes family of retroviruses. So there's there's hundreds of retroviruses, um, herpes, HIV, um, shingles. You know, there's all kinds of bad boys, and um, uh, it's related to mono. And so it's very common for people to have antibodies to Epstein-Barr in their blood if they're tested. And kind of the doctor thing is, oh, don't bother testing. Everybody has it. Well, okay, we've, been, we've had contact with it at some point in time. It's, it's, they used to call mono the kissing disease because it was so easily transmitted amongst teenagers and it would spread rapidly throughout schools. Uh, for example, and, and everybody would come down with mono, and they'd all be very fatigued and have to take time off of work and, you know, couldn't hold their heads up enough to study. They just want to lie down and sleep. And um, so uh, Epstein-Barr is basically, if you will, it's the chronic form of mono. And like all uh, sneaky little infections, and particularly things in the viral family, um, they kind of hang around and wait until you're not doing so well, and then they, they come out and, um, and, and replicate. So, you know, that's why they say herpes comes out under stress, and, you know, things come out. So these, these viruses activate when we're depleted and under stress. Um, and as far as we know, I never did have mono as a child, so we think mine was a, um, a, a first infection that somehow or other I caught mono from somebody. And um, I don't, you know, who knows? And uh, and that it was a first infection. The markers are a little different, and my antibodies and titers were were off the charts. I remember my doctor when he uh, re- called me back in for my results, and he'd been at practice a long time, and he said, "I gotta tell you, I this is the worst. <laughs> these are the worst testing bar numbers I've ever seen." I was like, okay, well, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> right? Um, okay, so they, it just that virus tends to infect the adrenals, and which is why you get that severe fatigue. And there's been a lot written the last couple of years about uh, Epstein-Barr as a concomitant to to thyroid infections too, and the whole concept of um, Hashimoto's and, and other thyroid dysfunction is is Epstein-Barr or other infections a cause or an effect of of what this is all going on and and in my own experience the Epstein-Barr was a cause of my adrenal fatigue um so um yeah uh, and I'm wondering or, but it could easily be said it's the other way around too so you know it, it, I just well, don't think some, we know Right, there's some great articles calling it the sleeping giant because I I don't think they really do know. <laughs> no, <laughs> to be honest, we don't, we don't, don't know really anything know. about viruses. You know, viruses are are just really really smart, and you right. know we just have barely scratched the surface on viruses. Well, and when we look at viruses, they can trigger type one diabetes, and I I totally agree. It's the it's the literally the sleeping giant. You know, more more uh, and it evolves. That's the crazier thing. Well, I want to go back to a, a really important point, and that is when we are anxious, stressed, exhausted, rushed, we have time deadlines, we're worrying about money, the kids and the thing in the school, and the, and the, the way that we have become living now, which is completely alien to the way we evolved, 
um, where basically we were in the parasympathetic nervous system all the time unless something was going to kill us was about to happen. And now it, it, we face these little dangers constantly all day and all night. And, and it's, it's stress that, that we did not evolve to live with. But here's the point, is that it, here's an example I use. If you have a serious infection, maybe, maybe you have gangrene and, and a broken arm and, and a fever and a concussion. I mean, you're in really, really bad shape. But if something growls with, and jumps out of the bushes with large teeth at you, you're <laughs> going to get up and run and fight to the best of your ability, right? So, but what's happening is when your body does that, it, says, it, it, it makes that decision. It shuts down all non-extraneous functions of the body, like your immune system, your digestion, repair of your heart cells, growing new hair, whatever, all of that is completely shut down and the body sends all of its resources to your muscles, your heart, and clotting the blood because it's preparing to bleed. So this is, the, this is the real problem with chronic stress and exhaustion and worry is that when we are in the sympathetic nervous system, which I think we are most of the time now, our immune systems are shut off Hmm. all right and that to me is the link as to why we we're sick i mean yes okay vaccines and toxins and wi-fi and chemicals and pesticides and okay yes all of that too but the fact that that literally our immune system and everything else that's not absolutely necessary at this moment to fight this tiger is shut off Including metabolism, it slows way down. That's right. On purpose. I mean, what's the on point? Purpose, right? Why bother digesting your food or growing a skin cell if you got three seconds to live? You know, so <laughs> it, you know, your body just doesn't waste a speck of resources on anything uh, non-essential, which is why we have the tense muscles and the elevated cortisol and cholesterol goes up, and all these things happen. It's because they're fight or flight. Uh, appropriate fight-or-flight responses. So the, the solution is is learn to handle why your body thinks it's in fight-or-flight and that we are so susceptible to all these little dangers, as I call them, every day that keep us in a state of concern or alarm. And, you know, I could say it took me 35 years to figure out I was a chronic worrier and anxiety. And, you know, once it finally occurred to me and I started asking my friends and family, they all looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, good <laughs> Lord, yes. I, yes, you're a worrywart. You've been that way since you were four. What, what do you mean? And, and then the more I got into it with people, the more I see the light dawn in people's eyes. And they're like, you know, I never thought about that. But I did bring it up for the 20th time last night to my husband last night what are we going to do about (laughs) such and such you know and so you're you're we evolved uh, just like a deer or a a butterfly whatever we we have acute sensory systems to detect danger right we use eyes ears smell taste touch vibration, sound, you know, you hear an avalanche rumbling behind you, you know, all of this. We, Our senses are acute, and what are they acute? They're looking for danger. 
a predator, mm-hmm. an avalanche, a tree's cracked and it's going to fall on you, you know, whatever. The bushes are rattling and something's leaping out out of the corner of your eye. So the the sensory overload that we're in now is is part of that um, subacute uh, awareness of dangers. You know, your phone beeping, your you know, all this stuff happening all day long. Plus, we're getting fried with Wi-Fi. I I don't have right, Wi-Fi media. in my life. Media yeah, I don't have Wi-Fi in my life. My, my, my TV, my phones, my computer, they're all hardwired in my home and in my office. Um, and, uh, and I own my own office building, and my tenants are not allowed to have Wi-Fi. So um, I have set up for myself uh, as much of a Wi-Fi-free life as I can. So, um, you know, you've got microwave towers and all that stuff, too. But, um, you know, I, it's just things it's like well i can take action in this regard and i don't text and i don't use a cell phone and you know i just i anyway so we we take action against things that our immune system but our and our senses can see as something unknowable or dangerous so i have two i have two questions one of them jumps back to i'm just going to put them out there beverly and then we'll we'll kind of get to them as you as it fits in but one of them is so many people say well my personality is just kind of worrisome just like your parents said you've been a worrywart since four years old my first part question and they're totally unrelated is are there nutrient deficiencies that can be part of that worrisome quote-unquote personality that's not really someone's personality it's actually a fixable factor and then the Second part is is how does Wi-Fi and all of that play into anxiety? And I apologize; they're like worlds apart. The questions and okay, let's, let's, let's my, talk about silly brain deficiencies. <laughs> so we're all a combination of nature and nurture and genes and all of that stuff. You know, maybe your twin sister was dropped on their head, and but you were not, and you know, maybe you got bullied because you wore pink every day, whatever. So, you know, we all have the combination of of our genes and our environment. You know, good parents, bad parents, the dog bit you, whatever. Um, So, no, I don't, yes, if you, if you, your parents were, were alcoholic and they ate lousy food and you, all you had was soy milk and whatever, of course you have nutrient deficiencies. Um, the the reverse is also true that as you become to live in a, a sense of your family is fighting or there's sometimes bullies or you know your parents have warned you 25 times about don't cross the road or you'll you'll be run over you know you develop uh these worries and anxieties and um you know children are very uh, children are very aware of the fact that for example parents are fighting because if you know that's how we live we we can't go out and, and hunt and gather we depend on these strange people who are yelling at each other or not there um so you know i just think this is deeply the way we live now we don't have good caring environments uh where we're nurtured and and soothed and helped to not have to worry and feel things like that um, so yes, another one of my mottos: everything causes everything. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good one. No, I good like point. that one. 
Yeah. <laughs> everything causes well, you know, everything. Sometimes people talk about B12 deficiencies and, and, you know, anxiety and even, you know, iodine, you know, low iodine and hypersensitivity. I just wondered if you'd ever found anything credible in those particular no. nutrient deficiencies. No, because my, my other main motto, <laughs> my podcast motto for Primal Diet Modern Health, my own podcast, my main motto there is food first. And with my clients, too, it's food first. And, you know, when I accept new clients, uh, I say, look, here's the thing. You know, we're going to spend a lot of time on some paperwork, some questions, some basic lab work. No, we're not going to just start with $4,000 in labs that you don't even remotely need. Um, but I want really good food and life, uh, food, mood, and poop journals um, that I'm going to inspect and give you homework on because there is there is no point in taking a supplement or stressing about a supplement if you're not eating and living in a, in a correct way. The, I am not there to sell people $500 worth of supplements every month for the next 40 years. That's just obviously absurd. What I am there to do is to help people help themselves. And, and we love that. that. Means, we love the fact it, that you're not there to sell people supplements. Trust me. No, I just Some absolutely. Some people get are like just craziness. And supplements are, are that's the, the, look at the definition of the word supplement. It's an addition. It's an add-on. Right, an it's the fourth bathroom in the house. You know, it's a supplement. Right. The core is what do you eat, how do you sleep, how do you live, and what do you think? Are you managing your mind, and are you managing your food? And I'm not going anywhere with clients until we get into that. And and so the people are like, well, I eat perfectly, and I don't want to talk about that. I say, okay, right. well, thank you very much for calling. Because, uh, you know, and I'm like, look, I want you to that's eat the way your person. I want you right. to that's eat. That's not your And client. that right. you can stop later and eat whatever you want. But if you're coming to me and I'm charging you money, I don't want to go home at night and toss and turn that you're not getting any results and you're fighting me and whatever. And then we find it's because you still go out and eat rice and beans and chips for lunch every single day. Right. And that's just driving your <laughs> insulin crazy and it's genetically modified and whatever. So, right. um, so no. Now, what I, do you I, say to those that, that have, say, for example, you know, liver problems or pernicious anemia or things like that that aren't necessarily – no matter how fabulous they're eating, they're not really uh, gaining all of those amazing nutrients that they are consuming. Any, any, okay. any thoughts on that? And, yes, because the first piece of food first is people, I believe, I believe strongly that everyone needs to be gluten-free immediately and forever. And why is that? And that can you share with everybody? Because I have why? run enough Cyrex labs uh, tests. They're they're the only lab running decent um, uh, levels of, of gluten antibodies, and there are 20 different um, gluten analogs: gliadin, gluteomorphin, glutinin. You know all of this stuff. And and so you know when come back so on speak. people. Well, when, when they come back, I say, look, here, you have antibodies. You no, know, you don't have celiac disease, but look, this is an antibody here, and this is one you can stop. And the thing is, is if your immune system, which is already struggling because of stress, if it's busy fighting what you eat 24 hours a day, it's going to use up nutrients, allow other infections and problems to come in, 
and it's going to set the stage for all autoimmune illnesses. And, you know, we have to get Roundup out of our food, and we have to get gluten out of our food. And, I, the, I mean, the, I'm just, I'm absolutely solid on that point with people that, that you know, that, that just has to be. Because when, when your gut is inflamed, which it, they are, uh, we have serious inflama- inflammatory bowel disorders in people, people who don't realize, oh, you mean I have an inflammatory bowel disorder? Like, yes, you do, <laughs> you know. You have no bowel movements for two days, and then you have diarrhea for three days, and then da-da-da-da, and then you have all this, you have pain and you're cramping with that stool. And So we have to get the foods out of there that are in no just and for one thing, interfering with the absorption of nutrients. So, no, I don't want to tell people you need to start taking all these vitamins and supplements and this and that and the other. We need to have better food and digest and absorb it and process it better. So by no gluten you mean, and you think gluten per se, the protein is the problem, not necessarily the Roundup. I mean, the Roundup, no one's going to argue that one. But you're saying gluten in its entirety as an entity is a problem. So no grains, no anything with, with gluten. Yeah, I I mean I'm a big no grain person also, but I'm but I'm pretty adamant about the absolutely no gluten. And then I tell people, and no, that doesn't mean you can go out and stuff your face with gluten free fig newtons all day either. Right. <laughs> that's, that's not gonna work. <laughs> that's the wrong concept. Well, that, however, right now that sounds pretty good. I love fig newtons. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's how I, I give my I have a pony and a donkey and that's how I give my pony her medication every day. I take a half of a gluten free fig newton and put her pill in that. And and the gluten-free is for me because I don't want to handle it and have mm-hmm. any traces of oat or whatever under my fingernails or whatever. Um, you know, I mean, I'm seriously gluten-free. So um, that I, I know a lot about of. And, but, um, and I do want to talk about the neurotransmitters and GABA. So when, so don't let, don't let us forget to go back to that soon. But then you had a question about Wi-Fi and, you know, that's a topic of a three-hour show about electromagnetic fields. Well, that kind of, that somewhat cracks that door of that neurotransmission. And, and so just can you give us a quick snippet, and then we'll we'll head that way. Yeah, here's the thing. Microwaves, microwave towers, cell phones, your, the Wi-Fi router on, behind your computer, cordless baby monitors, all these things are, uh, are emitting frequencies, uh, microwave frequencies, radio wave frequencies, um, and so on. They're they're emitting them 24 hours a day, and these these waves damage our cells as they pass through us. So it, it's it, it's like you know Superman with his X-ray eyes, right? He can see right through you. You know those those rays just come right on out of you and right across to the other side of the building. And you know that's why they have to stand behind lead when they do X-rays, right? Because they just they don't stop in your body; they pass through and keep going. But when they pass right. through, they physically damage and oxidize your cells, which therefore sucks up your antioxidants. So anything that's an oxidant puts you into antioxidant deficit. And the glutathione and selenium, right off the top, two of our key antioxidants, are absolutely essential, for example, for thyroid function and detoxing mercury fillings that we've, um, God forbid, have had ever had in our teeth and haven't had out yet. So these electromagnetic fields damage our antioxidant systems. 
And so there's that's there you go. That's the snippet. That's okay. the snippet. Got it. Check. So let's check and check. Check <laughs> check check and check. Now I mean for, for people, you know, Beverly that are like, My gosh, you know, how how am I gonna get away with this? I mean, particularly people who live in the city or you know, work on Wall Street. I mean, they're just they're bombarded with Wi Fi in massive amounts every day. Yes, and you just do the best you can. You don't have Wi-Fi in your home. You don't get on a cell phone unless you absolutely right. have to. And you know, you, you 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 there are you just take actions that you can take. If you have smart meters in your neighborhood, you've got to use the right kinds of shields on on the walls of your house. That's a whole other story. So you, it's like that is a whole else. other story because we we had our smart meters taken off, aware but our, you know of, our neighbors all have them. <laughs> you know, you're like ah. Oh. <laughs> Right. So, you know, you just do the best you can. That's all. That's all. Don't put your bed by a smart meter. You know, you just do the best that you right. can. Uh, when I was looking to buy office buildings, for example, you know, I mean, I would pull up to a place that had a terrific description, great part of town, perfect building, excellent price, nice landscaping, good parking, but <laughs> hello, there's telephone or excuse me, power lines over the corner of the building. So, you know, keep driving. I'm not even getting out of the car. I'm not going to be in a building that has power lines on it. Um, You're like, no, thank you. you." (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to take a left turn because we're going to get into the the nitty-gritty, the neurotransmission Mm -hmm. and the endocrine system. Tell us about neurotransmitters. Okay. So I have some excellent posts about that on my blogs like neurotransmitters 101 and whatever but and there's oh, perfect. because everybody has heard of serotonin you know and uh but dopamine acetylcholine serotonin and gaba these are the four main neurotransmitters that basically run our brain there are many more but these are the four dopamine and acetylcholine are what i call the go-go's their their power energy electricity to the brain their thinking, moving, storing, memory, um, you know, action, uh, whatever. That's the, the, the power of the, of the brain and the neurotransmitters are dopamine and acetylcholine. Think Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, for example, and, and obvious in the extreme, negative. But serotonin and GABA are your slow slows. So you've got your two go-go's, you've got your two slow slows. So serotonin and GABA are inhibitory neurotransmitters. The other two are excitatory neurotransmitters. So it's just like a seesaw. You need a balance in all things. The thyroid and adrenals need to be balanced. The neurotransmitters need to be balanced. You know, you have too much thyroid, it's going to crash your adrenals. You have too much cortisol, it's going to crash your thyroid, whatever. So things have pairs, you know, light and dark, right. or whatever. And But right. so the, the inhibitory neurotransmitters... So uh, GABA and serotonin, these are the the key neurotransmitters that we evolved to be in that parasympathetic state 99% of the time, where we hunt, eat, walk, work, sleep, you know, climb, whatever. We do what we do that doesn't involve 
fighting and flying and bleeding, you know, that. so mm-hmm. that's the sympathetic mode. We want to be in the parasympathetic mode. And that's where GABA and serotonin basically should be in charge of our brains. And our brains, of course, are then in charge of our breathing, our sleep, our digestion, our immune system, uh, our pulse, uh, blood flow, metabolism, um, anxiety, rage, anger, uh, isolation, ADD, all this stuff are, are run by GABA and serotonin. So, you know, trying to... The, the worst way, in my opinion, to practice healthcare is a cookbook approach of supplements. Oh, you have diagnosis number 29? Let's put you on, let's see, I think that was on page 84. Yes, here we go. Right. Okay, I'd like you to take these 12 <laughs> supplements, please. The opposite of that is, is what is going on with you as a whole person? The, the real definition of holistic health, which people seem to have forgotten, it's, it's, you know, who are you? How are you living? What have you been through in the past? What, you know, oh, you've had four terrible car accidents and, you know, whatever. We, you know, right. we have to look at, the, well, then let's talk about are you getting craniosacral therapy for, you know, the concussions that have damaged your, your head. And, you know, we have to think about these things. I do anyway. Um, so in holistic health, we want to look for the biggest pieces first, which is why food first comes right in. But, of course, if somebody is homeless or being abused by their husband, obviously that takes precedent over anything else. So um, that's where neurotransmitters that inhibit and cause the body to just stay in a state of stability and relaxation and getting its work done, um, if they are disturbed, then then everything else downstream from them is disturbed. So they're they're at the top of the priority chain. Does, does that is that clear? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it, it's the same thing. Like with gluten and or eating sugar or, or oh, I just don't I don't weigh and I weigh too much. I'm just not going to eat today and whatever. <laughs> all these you know terrible decisions that we make. You know you've got to come from the priorities and handle those things. So. That's where GABA comes in. I call it the forgotten neurotransmitter because uh, most people have never heard of it. Doctors don't even talk about it. They probably spent 20 seconds on it in medical school. Uh, They can talk to you about serotonin. Like, you know, they can look on page 99 and look at 25 symptoms why they need to prescribe Prozac for you, but they don't really understand uh, what these neurotransmitters actually control and run in the body. Right. So the great thing about GABA is, uh, here's the big takeaway point, is that you can support this neurotransmitter GABA without a prescription. And that's very simply by taking herbs such as passionflower, which is the main um, thing that I use in my clinic is passionflower. But, uh, and it's in my online store, but one of my blog posts, Five Calming Herbs for Anxiety, Sleep, and Stress, that is a really useful post. If those just those five simple, basic herbs in teas, tinctures, capsules, whatever, um, uh, can, can help boost your GABA and serotonin production and help just keep you, your body, your muscles, your brain, all this stuff, just step back a little bit and give you some space to, I won't even use the word calm down because it's not about being 
anxious or excited, that's just one of dozens of things that these uh, neurotransmitters try to keep stable. So the, the five calming herbs, passion flower is definitely number one. <laughs> we, we order cases of this stuff from Eclectic Herbs, the, the company whose particular passion flower and glycerin I like a lot. And they laugh every time we call. They say, you know, every time we sell a case of this, we know it's because somebody's heard you on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> now their doctor is buying it by the case too, you know, so um, because it works so well and you can take it in any dose that feels right and, and you learn how much to take. And it's like, eh, I'm a little little futsy right now. I'm going to take 10, 15 drops or oh, I just don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight. Well, go take 50 drops and then an hour later take another 50. So you can play with these things. They're very safe and you learn how to use them. They're tools. Um, quickly, the other some of the other herbs are chamomile, uh, California poppy, valerian, and hops. But passionflower definitely takes takes the cake. So, um, so that is an easy, non-prescriptive way to support all of your body and your own GABA deficiencies um, forever. And um, the other calming herbs too. Theanine is another. It's an amino acid. It's very helpful to settle that part of the brain. And then there are actual GABAs that you can buy, uh, but you want to make sure that they're they're going to be called pharma GABA, like pharmacology or pharmacist. Uh, pharma GABA. Uh, it, you don't just want something that says GABA for three ninety nine at Walgreens. Uh, that's not right. You want pharma GABA. It's formulated differently, and the chewables seem to work the best. Um, they get go sublingual. They bypass liver digestion. They just kind of go straight on into the brain. So, um, so there are pharma GABAs that you can buy anywhere, and um, as well as theanine and passion flower, and and there's many other herbs and things. But they all help support and and help feed these this depleted. GABA neurotransmitter system. And one of the things I, uh, I hear clients, I say, okay, are you taking your chamomile? Are you taking your passion flower? Like, no, the anxiety level's been pretty good this month. And I say, well, that's good, but, but look at these other 16 symptoms that I'm giving you this herb for. Oh, that's right, because I, I get sweaty <laughs> palms or uh, I can't sleep or I wake up, wake up too often or I get those kind of muscle spasms back there or... On and on and on and on, uh, reflux, whatever. Um, GABA plays a role in so many things. Now, how about for those folks, uh, Beverly, that have anxiety but they're more tired where, you know, say chamomile or valerian and things like that can really knock them on their butt. Any any suggestions there? Yes, that's, uh, that is such a great question. Thank you. The, if the classic... Um, phrase that you want to bring up, which may apply. First of all, if you're really tired, you may have low thyroid or low adrenal. So, you know, that can be part of what's going on. In addition, though, however, you may have low neurotransmitters. So, but if you look at the other way of being wired and tired, all right, this is an extremely common problem with people. You know, we are wired and we are tired. And a lot of the times we don't realize how tired we are because we're so wired. 
we're racing right. around with our latest 52 deadlines and worries <laughs> and concerns and and four car trips that you all have to get done in within the next 60 minutes and we don't we override that's the body overriding the the parasympathetic mode because we see it as a danger you know right. oh i got to pick up my kid oh so right. everything elevates your cortisol all this stuff starts cranking out because you have just told your evolutionary body that you know it looks like there's a tiger headed your way it's a little danger right. so um we we get wired and then we get tired so Passion flower doesn't is not a sedating herb. Some of the other herbs can be a little sedating, like valerian for sure. But passion flower is not for sedation. That article, the five calming herbs for anxiety, sleep, explains and stress, that. explains a lot better that, that you're feeding that neurotransmitter, you're not sedating yourself. And that's a very good question. And oh, and here's the other thing. If you if we can help you I, I tell people, look, let, let's try just try it my way for a week or two. We don't like it. We don't have to do it. Just give this a whirl. Let's see what herbs or theanine or GABA, whatever. I want you to take this stuff, and here's my goal. I want you to be the calmest person in your zip code. That's my goal. Here's here's some tools. Take these. Play with them on doses and timing. <clears throat> I want you to be the calmest person in your zip code. And inevitably what happens when I get feedback from people, they say, you know, the weird thing was I had so much more energy. Right. And Because you weren't wasting anything. it. You weren't burning it sure. out. You weren't blowing it out. You know, you were, you were just, okay, it's 2.45. Let's go this way. Got to get to the school and pick up my son. You know, instead of, oh, God. Right. So... It's it's subtle, but this is what your brain is listening to. If you're giving it stress signals all the time, it just thinks everything is an emergency. It's going to be stressed, right? Yeah. (laughs) Now, two quick questions for you. One is, are there people that have too much GABA? And two is, how about low blood sugar? How does that play in the anxiety neurotransmission model? Well, Food first is definitely my podcast model. Uh, by the time people leave my eat. office, the first appointment, <laughs> right. they are very clear that what I am asking them to do is completely handle their blood sugar immediately. You you cannot get well from anything if your blood sugar is unstable, too high, ding, too ding. low, cycling. <laughs> nothing will change or improve. Unless, yes, okay, you, you haven't taken your thyroid medicine for three days. Well, yes, you, that's, you need to go take your armor right. or whatever immediately. But, <laughs> um, but in general, handling blood sugar is absolutely my top priority. Getting them off of gluten is, is actually number two, getting that blood sugar really stable. And most people will find that uh, they've never known what it's been like to have a stable blood sugar. And then they see the connection between this symptom and that symptom and this emotion right. and that thought and this feeling. It's like, wow, all that stuff went away. I'm like, you see, we didn't give you a single pill and it all went away. 
That's the whole point. That is, the, is that that's the saddest thing to me is there's a, particularly in the hypothyroid uh, community, which of course weight is not always the you know uh, is not always holding weight is not always applicable. There are people that can't gain weight with hypothyroidism, but they don't eat especially the ones that are holding a bit too much weight, they don't eat. So they'll go all day long, you know, and they have all these anxieties. It's just, it's heartbreaking, really, you know. Food, you got to eat, people. You got to eat. <laughs> well, eat. and put it back to my <laughs> my example uh, of the brain and little danger. So if your brain, right. if your body says, wow, we're we're not eating very much and my glucose is hard to regulate, your body thinks you're in danger, we're in trouble. It, right. It's right back to the same thing. It's like, uh-oh, something's going wrong here. They haven't eaten in a while. We don't like this. And it puts a lot of stress on the liver and the adrenals to manage your blood sugar. That's another key reason why the adrenals crash is chronic hypoglycemia from eating too much starch and or not eating enough calories in general, or proper calories. Right. Agreed. Thank you. And, and we can't, like, <laughs> pipe that one enough. Food is really important. You wouldn't expect to drive your car to San Francisco without any gas. I'm just saying. (laughs) But, okay, now are there people, Beverly, with too much GABA? Is that possible? In my research and reading, yes, theoretically there are people with too much GABA. And um, I've not necessarily seen one, but we all know people who tend to be the, the most mellow person in the room, you know, they just are the most mellow person there. And, you know, and that's not a bad thing, but unless it goes a little too far, and then you wonder, well, wait a minute, are they, do they, are they depressed or are they, you know, uh, are they hypothyroid? Or, you know, there could be a lot of things going on. So I don't really know the answer to that. But I, I do know that when I let people experiment with, for example, the passion flower or some of these other things that I do muscle testing with in the clinic, you know, I have this whole shelf of just GABA support. It's like, oh, that's interesting. You don't want this. You want that. And and then they, they just, they feel better. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? Proof's but in the pudding. You, yeah. You, <laughs> you try it, and if it feels right, then you keep at it. And and I hope to give people some avenues to help themselves. And, and there's so much data on my website, and it's all there. It's all for free. And it's all for people to help themselves. So, um, you know, like you're doing, you know, you you want to give people tools that that they can start tomorrow. And absolutely, um, don't put up with it and don't wait. You know, get get busy. You know, and, and sometimes I tell people, you know, I'm very straight talker, as you can tell. Sometimes I tell <laughs> people, I say, look, don't take this the wrong way, but you got to grow up now. You know, <laughs> it, you're in charge. Uh, you know, I hate to break it to you, but you're in charge now, you know, you got to feed this body and help it sleep right. And the air conditioning in your bedroom's broken? Well, okay, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. You know, it's like, <laughs> you, you know. You know, that reminds me of, of Kelly Brogan. Beverly, we interviewed Kelly Brogan. And I said, what, you know, what do you say to the people who, who just can't jump on this, on this ball game? You know, because she's pretty hardcore too, no gluten. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. no sugar, no, no, no just no I mean, nothing. Ha- Kelly is hardcore, right? Yes, she is. I said, what do you say to the to the people who just say, oh, that's too hard or I can't do it or whatever? She said, well, continue being sick. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. it. Like, yeah. That was it. Or, or you know, even it just, worse, you're just not sick enough yet. 
And you know, but but (laughs) the thing is, is that for most people, we are overwhelmed. We've got 42 errands to do today. We are overwhelmed. But you know, that's why you got to go for blood sugar uh, first and and uh, better sleep second. You know, you got to get the blood sugar and the sleep thing handled as immediately as possible. And because when you do that, suddenly life looks a tiny shred easier. Like, well, okay. And and I encourage people, look, I'm going to push you hard. I want you to go as far and as fast as you can so that you can see, oh, you know, my eczema cleared up and I had the best night's sleep I've had in a long time. I'm like, yes. And And this is now something you did. I didn't do it. You did it. So that's your new starting point. Let's keep building from there. Now let's just, for the listeners, GABA deficiency, uh, fairly common symptoms that are associated with that? <laughs> there are so many. Um, <laughs> Not but, enough time? <laughs> uh, you know, at the top the of my one. list would be a right. general tendency to let the, the stress, worries, and cares of life uh, get in your head a little too much. Or in your body, you've got a little butterflies in your stomach. You 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 know have a little bit of perspiration under your arm when you're just sitting there. You're that's a stress response. You know, right. it's it's basically if you're having a stress response, you your your GABA system is being called upon to try to help that. Um, so yeah, uh, the the worry in your mind, the voice in your head. Uh, catastrophizing things, you know, hearing yourself say things like, oh, no, that's just horrible. It's like, whoa, 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 just, you know, reframe, stop, be more positive, be more focused, and tell the truth. This is a problem. I need to handle this. Instead of, oh, that is just always just so bad. And And fret over it, right. Yeah, so fretting, you know, no fretting, that, no fretting, no uh, <laughs> fretting, and 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 that busy brainwave thing that keeps you awake at night with the twenty-two phone calls you forgot to make, whatever. Um, all that stuff means that, that you, your 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 GABA is not able to do its inhibitory things. You're overriding it with your perception of dangers. That's a that's a really no, good I point. A, I like that. Will you say that again? No, that just that last part. Just that last part. Well, you're just when when we allow the stress in, we're it's overriding our our peace of mind. It's it, we're depleting our GABA, and I have no idea what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, it was really good. So just go it back was. and write that down. <laughs> we can relate to that. Trust yeah, we can. I, I just dying to ask a quick question. Um, we know we got to let you go, and uh, but ashwagandha. An adrenal adaptogen gets touted quite a bit, but it is a GABA inhibitor that I know. Um, for people that get relief from that, I mean, is there any, I'm sure you've studied ashwagandha, and I know that you probably have something profound to say about it, so I'm just curious how you feel about that. Well, potentially there are many adaptogens, and their purpose is exactly what we're talking about, is to help the pituitary sort through the amount of incoming sensory data and make calm decisions. It's, that's what adaptogens are supposed to do. They're like the air traffic controller up there in the tower. 
You know, they got 42 planes whirling around them, and, and it's their job to just simply organize that and respond appropriately. And adaptogens help that air controller not have a nervous breakdown up there that, you know, a thousand people are going to die if I screw up. So um, the thing that works is blood sugar, getting calm, taking control of your life, having gratitude for what's working, and starting to get your team assembled of people that you need to help you take care of yourself. And if so, a GABA, um, I don't see ashwagandha as a quote unquote GABA inhibitor. It, it either works for you or it doesn't work for you. It is a nightshade, so it's not one of my favorite um, herbs. But, you know, basically, that's why I use muscle testing on people. Is I, I have an enormous uh, herbal and vitamin, whatever, pharmacy in my clinic, and because you know, I may have 15 different GABA-related products, and you only right, want one a, of them. Right, such an individual, so, right, individual response. It's very individual. So rhodiola is another one. Some people just go completely nuts on rhodiola. It activates their dopamine systems, and which is the complete opposite of GABA. You don't want more dopamine. So rhodiola is touted as an adaptogen, but for a lot of people it's like speed. And, and you know, this is just true. You, all supplements can be a little one way this way or one way the other way, um, but nothing beats a, a good meal on time. You know, <laughs> plenty of protein, fats, mm. and vegetables on time. And then I we love get that. some of these things mm-hmm. straightened out first, and then we can tinker with some supplements. The, the ones in my online store, for example, are ones that, that I see the most people can handle with the least um, – unacceptable, well, not even side effects, just right. it's like that, it either works or it doesn't work. It, it's not, right. it, you know, I don't have, you know, rhodiola in my store, for example, because I just find it's it's iffy with people. Um, so adaptogens are good. They help your body handle this incoming sensory data. That's what they do. They don't rebuild the adrenals. They don't do anything else. They're, they're, that's what they do is they help the body handling handle incoming stress, or some of them are also known as um, tonics. They're just good tonic herbs, like cordyceps, the mushroom. It's a good tonic as well as an adrenal adaptogen. So, well, okay, that mm. was the yeah, lots to think about, lots to process. Um, this was really wonderful, Beverly. I really, really uh, am so glad we had you on today. Uh, I wanted to ask you really quick. Sometimes we ask our, our guests this, and we haven't done it in a while. And Tiffany reminded me, we want to know what you had for breakfast. What I had for breakfast was a grass-fed pastured chuck roast that I had done in the crock pot uh, two days ago with some, <laughs> a couple marrow bones thrown in, just plain meat and the marrow bones. There's no, nothing in it. And then uh, I had steamed and then baked some Brussels sprouts. So I had some good leftover Brussels sprouts that I heated up with the beef pot roast. And I had a big heaping tablespoon of butternut squash that was already cooked. And I didn't need more fat because usually I would add ghee, but the pot roast had plenty, so I didn't need... The saturated fat, I use uh, avocado oil in there to add because I use both saturated and unsaturated fats with every meal. And, of course, uh, Himalayan salt. Yum. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds very soothing. 
<laughs> Works mm. for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have anything coming up? Any wonderful news? Anything exciting you're working on? Anything you want to share with the listeners? Um, not really. I just uh, the, my podcasts have gotten really popular lately, and uh, which has been driving a lot more traffic to my to my store and the blog on diet and health. And um, so I'm you know I'm looking for more ways to help get information out to people more efficiently, and because uh, that's another of my mottos is help yourself to health. Um, so, you know, I like providing uh, good information that people can actually use. And and um, I I write my blog post. I don't like fluff posts. You know, when I if I'm going <laughs> to write about something, it's going to be a little bit uh, more meaty. Filters and, off. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. I just I, I don't right. want fluff. I hate it when I go to somebody with a great title and then I scan the page in like five seconds and I'm like, there was nothing there. That, that, I feel cheated. So, <laughs> right. um, meat and potatoes. I like, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like call things those to meat be a little bit more in-depth. Yeah. yeah, but not right. so much that it scares people. And um, so that that's, you know, I'm looking to redo my newsletter and make it a little um, more effective, whatever, things like that. And uh, and I live with a pony and a donkey. They're my children. So um, that's oh. always next to my, my own body is taking care of theirs. So my pony's old and, you know. And uh, so I work a lot on keeping her going. So that's that's a pleasure and a and a challenge. Right. Oh, that's right. so sweet. I love that. What's her name? She's Ginger, and the donkey is Fred. So it's Fred and Ginger. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, how cute! <laughs> I love it. Fred and Ginger. Oh, that's so, so cool. They're pretty really amazing pets. I've, I've read amazing. some awesome I get emailed things to them, about all the donkeys are amazing. They're so smart they're affectionate loyal smart curious they're just incredible animals oh <laughs> interesting and they're awesome with mountain lions we had uh we if, am i correct beverly well they they they're used to herd uh and protect sheep and goats and so on that's why the shepherds always would ride out to the field on the donkey and then the shepherds would drink and lay down on the grass and sleep and the donkeys would would protect the sheep or the goats, so they will attack any kind of a wolf, a fox, a dog, you know, anything that comes near their little tribe, they will attack. And I've had to wow. tell people coming to my house, don't ever bring your dog over here and turn it loose. Um, and because I, I did see right. him once go after a dog, and others he that's just a predator you know, to him. Sniffs, right. and that's fine. But you know, they are very good uh, with uh, protecting um, whoever they're with. So. So you have your pony is his whole life, you know. So you have your, he'd do you anything have, to protect her. You have your right. watch, your watch donkey. I just love it. The watch donkey. Your watch no, donkey. they're really yeah, awesome. A, I love it. He's, he, I, I call him my doorbell donkey because when he starts braying, I, I always go look out the window. It's like, oh, there's the UPS guy or, oh, somebody's <laughs> oh, wow. coming up the driveway. That's so cute. I love that. That's, oh, that's, thank you. Thank you for sharing. A little tidbit from Beverly today about her donkey. I love it. That's so cute. <laughs> Beverly, well, thank, you, thank so you so much for taking the time. Yes. We had so much fun and, and we, we learned so much. Well, and there are just amazing me. articles. I'm looking at yes, some amazing I'm, articles on your site, onedietandhealth.com. No, 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 no on diet and health. Yeah, yeah. What's on that? On diet and on health. On diet, excuse me. I'm like, wait a minute. 
I'm looking right at the, yeah. the link on here because I've been perusing through some articles and stuff. Amazing, amazing stuff on diet, excuse me, <laughs> O-N, diet and health. Now, leave it to me to blooper that one. <laughs> Dot com. And the podcast. Yeah, there you go. And, and the I podcast. Think, you know, you I do got have... podcasts? Yes, the Go Primal ahead. Diet Modern Health Podcast, and I have the only DVD on ancestral eating. So it's right there on my website, The Diet for Human Beings. Um, it's an excellent DVD. People can download it or stream it, or we mail the hard disk. And it's just, it's me sitting and talking, so I encourage people, hey, watch it over a couple of days. You know, it's not a, an action movie, um, <laughs> but it will help explain what to eat and why and what not and uh you you know and then you can mark certain chapters and see if your husband will help you know watch that chapter about insulin with you over again or whatever so that's a very useful tool also oh that's very oh, cool awesome yeah check that check that out on her uh, website on diet and health.com <laughs> okay beverly what well, what a um what a thrill to have you thank you so much we learned so much and uh, we appreciate it thank you Thanks for asking me, and uh, you're doing keep up your good work too. It's great that we're all working so hard to try to help people help themselves, and um, you know that's that is what's needed, and um, it makes a difference. Yes, it does. Absolutely, agree. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye now. Wow. This site that. I know, right? I know. There's so much great stuff. So many articles. It's just amazing. So much. I know. And I can talk is... on any topic forever. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, have and so many. We might many... just have you. Sorry. I was just going to say, <laughs> she, we have so many. Um, uh, she sent over an article that I'm going to put on Thyroid Nation today, too. So thank you for that, Beverly. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Very much so. We appreciate it. Okay, ma'am. You have a great day, and uh, we will chat soon. Okay, thanks so much. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Uh-huh. All righty. Bye-bye now. Bye. That was really awesome. Yeah? That's, I mean, it, yeah, I'm I'm sort of kind of in a flower field right now because she's got some great, um, Yeah, you know, stop reading. To, right now I've got symptoms of, huh? Stop you, reading them. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's how my brain works. I'm I sorry. Know. I know. Um, some really she's got some really awesome 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 articles and i do i mean she writes uh specifically for my brain i like it when people just get to the get the nitty-gritty to the stuff, you know? right <laughs> yeah you know exactly and she's so right about what people make these fancy titles and then you click the article and you're like oh hmm. you know? right i know <laughs> so her articles are not like that they're they're pretty pretty nitty-gritty so right up my alley Yep. I have to repeat it again because I bloopered that one. On dietandhealth.com. And you can check out all things Beverly Meyer and how to help yourself to health. I love that. I love that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Gluten-Free Paleo Podcast. That's another cool thing, too. She's got... Um, uh, and she's got a great... If you read about, about, about Beverly, she has just the awesome like timeline of... You know, I mean, this is an amazingly educated and successful woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm, I know. Duke graduates, and then Emory. She did her master's at Emory, and, you know, these uh, major corporate businesses by 26 years old. I mean, we're talking, you know, mm-hmm. that's a, that says a lot about, you know, the researcher and 
I don't know. Yes. It does, I guess. It does. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. So I'm excited to, to dive into some of these articles. Me too. Hmm. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> I could have okay. talked with her all day. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she's yeah. one of those people you could go off on, you know, multiple rabbit holes of information, you know? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, she was. I mean, I kind of wanted to, too, but I was like, oh, I guess we got to rein it in a little bit, you know? I kind of wanted to, um, you know. Ask her and darn it, things you know, outside the box. I know. One of the uh, things that she talks about, and I'm sure I can find an article, because I did see um, when I was reading some articles this morning, she did mention that there's a significant difference between a clinical nutrition and a nutritionist or dietitian. And um, I wanted to ask her that question, and poo, I forgot it. Oh, well. Oh, well. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. <sighs> Um, okay, so where are we? Whew. Wanted to, before we jump into our closing, wanted to remind you guys about our fabulous sponsor for the month of April. Whoopee, hon, you're breaking up. Dana. Hang on. Dana. Dana. Hmm. Well, I would imagine you can still hear me. So, <laughs> I know we're talking about our fabulous sponsor, Celia, and her amazing store, the Health Ranger store. And hopefully Dana will come back here shortly. Um, but she mentioned I had gotten an email this morning on an amazing tea. And I am going to actually try it. It sounds fabulous. Uh, They're at the naturalremedystore.com. And uh, Celia and her husband, uh, they're in San Antonio, Texas. They have a brick-and-mortar store. And she has this amazing tea that they mentioned that they make themselves, which I thought was amazing. It's like this woman, Celia, she has the most amazing energy of anyone I think I probably have ever known in this community. Uh, but she makes a fabulous turmeric tea with ginger, licorice, and cinnamon. And I have to tell you, when I saw that, I was like, that sounds so good and refreshing. Uh, anyways, I'm not sure what happened to Dana. I think her, her microphone potentially cut out. But you can check out all things wonderful, naturalremedystore.com. Uh, you can also request a free catalog from them. Uh, and they have a uh, phone number, 877-543-3501. And please make sure to check them out, and we're so very grateful that they are helping with uh, Zyrid Nation Radio. That is the natural remedy store, and a dear person, Celia. Anything energy of Celia is definitely worth having, trust me. (laughs) So thank you very much to them, and make sure to check them out, natural remedy store. Dana, are you back with us? I am just not sure what's happening, so I'm going to go ahead and close for everybody. Uh, If you have missed any of the Thyroid Nation radio podcasts, you can super easily download and listen to them at your leisure on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And, of course, a very big thank you to our listeners. Uh, We do this for you. Uh, If you get a chance, uh, leave a review for us on iTunes. We appreciate the feedback very much, uh, and it just helps us to be better 
uh, for you. Also, make sure to check out Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. Amazing, healthy, natural essential oil products, no synthetics, uh, that were tailored specifically to uh, those with thyroid uh, symptoms and needs. Also, make sure to follow Thyroid Nation at thyroidnation.com. On Facebook, we're in the Hashis and Graves Facebook support group. On Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, tune in weekly here uh, with Dana and I at Thyroid Nation Radio. And most importantly, please, we always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Make sure to always listen to your own body. It's, you know, feel your own power. Realize that you have a built-in diagnostician that's unique to you and make sure that you listen to it and you always consult it uh, and be mindful of what it is telling you. Of course, my favorite person, Dana, I'm not sure what happened to her. I think her microphone cut out. Uh, She is your Thyroid Nation amazing woman. And, of course, me, Tiffany Milanich of Grateful Garden, bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united, we heal. And we are. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye now.